0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Ninety Days on Fire podcast. I'm your girl, Reality Squad, and as always, I'm joined by Ninety Days of Drama. We're back. (laughs) So today we're covering Happily Ever After, season five, episode 13 Hot Tempers and Cold Feet. And right now we're on a hiatus from the other way. So we will see, we'll catch up with them a little bit later on in October um, to see Ari give birth, to see Kenny. Uh, meet Armando's family. So there's a lot to anticipate there. Drama, what did you think of this episode?
1: Oh my God, I'm really excited to learn what happens next. I mean, I know that Ari is, you know, with mommy being gone, she's kind of, I don't want to say threatening Binyam that she's she might leave the States. And she's finally realizing that she's alone in Ethiopia and she really has no support. So I, yeah. I do feel that like she might just hightail it back to mommy and, and her safety net back home. Yeah. Uh, I'm really interested to see what also happens to um, to Brittany and Yazan. So I really thought their story was going to end a lot sooner. It seems like it's continuing. Yeah. Well,
0: let's talk a little bit about Happily Ever After, because we had a lot happen in this episode. Let's start... With Jess is in Las Vegas. She's meeting up with Colt basically to confront him about all of the dick pics he's sending to pretty much anyone who will send him a text message, it seems like. Um, We know online Colt has started an OnlyFans. It almost seems like he's trolling us at this point. What is your take
1: on all of this? holy shit, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the appeal that Colt has around all these women. I mean, he mm-hmm. thinks he's like Clark Kent or something. I mean, OnlyFans, seriously. I mean, I would rather marry a Asuelu and pay his family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought it was so hilarious. You know, And Jess Jess made a good point, you know, when she's talking to Debbie and she was like, you know, woman to woman, like, how would you feel? And Debbie didn't really have anything to say. But what I found really gross was in her little side interview, Debbie told the cameras that Jess brought this all on herself. Oh
1: my God. I know, right? That was really... Well, you know, it's typical of Debbie. It's almost like just Mary Colt already. Jesus. You know, yeah. know too involved. And it's like she's clearly hasn't chewed off the umbilical cord all the way. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and it's just so interesting to me that I don't know about relationships in the past that Colt has had but especially with Larissa and um, Jess Jess, um, Debbie is so is actively trying to sabotage these relationships but she seems to not have a problem with Vanessa and I find that very interesting.
1: Right I think she has the biggest problem with Brazilian women I think Jess has given her lots of flashbacks of Larissa I thought it was pretty funny that this the blow-up scene between Larissa and Colt, mm-hmm. it completely reminded me of that that part when Debbie came down the stairs and they had oh, the yeah. their little powwow with, uh, you know, Jess and Colt sitting right on the same area, right, you know, Debbie walking past the door, she slammed with Larissa, so it was almost like deja vu to me.
0: Oh, yeah, and then, you know, Debbie admits that she's the one who asked Vanessa to move in. I I'm just not really buying this I get that Vanessa was going through a divorce could she not get an Airbnb why would you want to live with Colt and Debbie
1: I don't (laughs) it's like she's she's they're both trying to sabotage Colt's relationship they both definitely have a hidden agenda got together behind the scenes and said let's just fuck up this girl you know and it's like Colt and Debbie are doing an amazing job showing everyone how fucking crazy they are. Both of them together in the same room, trying to manipulate Jess and kill the victim. That's just, it was sick. It was sick to see.
0: And you know, the other thing, you know, to jump ahead a little bit when Jess goes and meets up with Larissa, they talk about Colt's lack of endowment for lack of a better word. And Now with Colt, uh, you know, I think he even changed his, like, bio in his Instagram to be, like, Colt Dick Pick Johnson or something like that I saw.
1: Can I just say that the word dick to him is very misleading? It should just be, (laughs) like,
0: pee-pee. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like he's leaning into this and he is. So, you know, usually, you know, I make a point on my page. I try not to make fun of people's looks too much, you know, or, or things that they can't really change. Right. But with him, he is capitalizing off of this. So is it fair game? I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think he's just... He, i think most of the people who are subscribing to his only fans um by the way can we check and see how many accounts we can make for an only i mean I, I feel like debbie might be majority stockholder in that only
0: <laughs> well apparently apparently vanessa is his uh photographer because oh. we all thought we all thought it was uh debbie but he took to his instagram stories to let us know that no it's vanessa taking those um Seductive poses,
1: pictures. I, I really thought it was Debbie or the cats. Either way, yeah. Either way, pretty sick. Did you see the one with the um, the the what's that frosting or, or the cool whipped whip cream or, or the whipped cream all over himself? Like, yeah,
0: and see, so God. that's what I'm saying. Like he's he wants the the buzz. He wants to be talked about, and boy, are we talking about him?
1: Right. I think most of the people <laughs> looking at his OnlyFans are just curious to see what what is on there. What could possibly what, what content is on there? I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't subscribe period, but going <laughs> back to Larissa and Jess meeting, my husband made a pretty good point. He said, why can't they speak their own language?
0: I, I noticed that as well. Obviously I think production likes the way that they talk in English, you know, uh, Larissa has all the, it adds the ease to everything. And, mm-hmm. um, it, I think it makes almost for better television, but absolutely, it would have been a much more natural conversation for them to be speaking their, their you know, Portuguese, mm-hmm. and for us to be reading subtitles. That would have been the most natural thing, but it wouldn't have been as funny, perhaps. Um, All right.
1: All right, right, we right, still right.
0: could have gotten the hand gesture
1: with the, like, itty-bitty... <laughs> the Vienna sausage yeah I think Jess is too good way too good for cold. I mean she was even mentioning that she was talking about kids with cold, like you know was during that time that she was telling Larissa hey I even said you know we're gonna have kids one day you think Larissa was flashbacks to Mm -hmm. her kids back home at all yeah,
0: and actually I was listening to another podcast and they had said that, and I don't—I wasn't paying too close of attention, but they said that Larissa did mention her kids before, um, that she had them really young, she didn't really have the resources to raise them, and uh, it was basically like she had other family members or the children's fathers raising them. Mm-hmm. my criticism is, is I think in, in their first season, when she came over here to marry Colt, they ma- they portrayed it to be like, she was coming over here. She didn't want to bring her kids over unless she was sure about this guy kind of establishing their relationship. And then she was going to bring her kids over and everyone kind of applauded her for that. Like that was a good mom move. Don't bring your kids into a mm-hmm. to- potentially toxic situation but now it was during
1: the time where where Lida Lida and yeah. um, I forget what his name is it was right around during that time where Lida brought her kid over and it was like comparing to Larissa right. and not wanting to right bring your kids into that toxic environment so yeah but, i also uh, applauded her for that
0: yeah me too me too um that now it seems like cuz so many years has has passed like they're divorced now it seems like she not only is her focus on getting plastic surgery and blah blah blah, um, but she's not focusing on getting a stable living situation together. To uh, so it, it it seems pretty clear that her priorities is definitely not her children. Exactly. And and that's uh, really
1: sad. That's really sad. It is sad. And um, I I'm actually following one of her um, exes, and mm. um, he's. He lives in Brazil and he frequently posts pictures of um, his son, which, which I assume that that's, you know, Larissa and Larissa's yeah. son as well. Um, he seems to be living a great life there. Uh, he's got everything he needs. He's healthy. He's happy. And so it seems like, you know, sometimes women aren't made to be mothers, unfortunately, you know, and so... Um, the baby boy being there with his father, seems like that, that was the best decision that she made for the child, even though, mm-hmm. you know, me it being a mother and you being a mother yourself where it's yeah. where it just breaks our heart to know that, you know, you can leave yeah. your, your kid like that. It's, it's, it's a sad situation, but we're just hoping that it, it was for the best and the kids yeah. are in better hands and happier where they are.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, one, one thing that always infuriated me was when um Larissa was asking her father for money mm-hmm. when he's watching at least one of her children. So right. it's that like you're taking it. Yeah, it's... Anyways, there I, there really was no point for them to be on this season, other than I think for comedic value, and now to launch Colts Only Fans. So, <laughs> oh
1: God. well, we're hoping to get uh, Larissa's ex on our podcast, um, yes, and later. So stay yes. tuned for it.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Kalani and Aswalu, because everything kind of is a mess right now with them. So, everyone's back in Utah, and Kalani has kind of given a an ultimatum like, we're going to therapy or it's over. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what do you think about that? Do you think that this is that she should be giving him more chances, or is this
1: generous of her? Super generous of her. She's such a strong willed person, she loves her her family. She wants to keep everybody together. I can tell that she's really dedicated to her marriage. I mean, she's pretty much doing everything on her own already. So even if she wanted to give a swill back to his family, you know, along with his sleep, eat and nap schedule, Mm -hmm. she would be fine. She would be fine without him. Yeah,
0: I thought it was incredibly generous too, given that um, the trip to Portland that we saw, I just to me, I would have been, I would have been like, I'm done at that point. Um, But I thought her mom had a good, had good advice, you know, like she wants to be able to tell her kids that she did everything she could to save her marriage. And I thought that was really, really good advice.
1: Right. And it almost seems like because Kalani was, uh, you know, going back to her mom and saying, Hey, is this normal? Did dad do this? Did you feel this way? Were you fighting with him all the time? And, Mm -hmm. and mom kind of just was like, yeah, we did fight all the time. We had to work through our problems. You should, you know, stick, stick through it as much as possible and and try to work things out. So that was really good um, advice. I mean, mean, contrary to what Alicia would would Mm -hmm. give Devin, you know?
0: yeah you know and it's funny too because obviously part of what is gripping about this show in general is the culture clash you know two cultures coming together we see this um really destroying this marriage and it's really sad i mean we can all have our our opinions about asuelu's like emotional intelligence his um, you know his maturity level, mm-hmm. but at at the end of the day, when he asked for a Samoan male therapist, I understood where he was coming from because you do want someone that's going to know where you 're coming from
1: mm-hmm. I agree, I agree, and you know what I, I did some research on how what the population of Samoans are in um, the state of Utah. So there are nearly 38,000 native Hawaiians and uh, Pacific oh, wow. Islanders um, in the state of Utah. And uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't know where that quote went. I don't know where it went. Uh, sorry.
0: It's okay. I do know that they have a, a very large um, Polynesian population there. I think he, he's even dancing in some cultural shows out there as well.
1: Yeah. So there are just nearly eight thirty eight thousand 38,000 native Hawaiians and, and, um, living in Utah, in the state of Utah at the moment. So they, we did see that they, they went to a, um, like a a, a convenience store, some gifts, right? So Mm -hmm. for for his uh, family. So there has to be a community there or something. Right, right. For there to be a store there, right?
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, I actually thought, um, it's funny because we all made fun of like Tim, AKA cheese sticks therapist, giving him really terrible advice. I actually thought that this therapist gave them pretty good advice. And he even pointed out like they're sitting there holding hands, Mm -hmm. There's still, I mean, personally, I don't get it, (laughs) but (laughs) there is an attraction, a love there, an affection there for me. And when I say I don't get it, I just don't think that Asuelu has the maturity level to be in an adult relationship. He's very childlike to me. Um, He had to be told that their relationship was not good as if he couldn't perceive that himself. Mm -hmm. So I I just, I I don't get how Kalani can be in a relationship like that.
1: I mean, he's, he is a funny guy. He says, what did he say? He was like, well, when I first met Kalani, fell in love with her because she looked like she was well-fed. So that means...
0: (laughs) Yeah, you already know I was cracking up at that. I was like, Samoans are my people. Like I would do... They would think I was so well taken care of in Samoa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You look great, girl. You look great.
0: No, well, it's so funny, and I was thinking about making a meme, and I probably still will, but it's like, you know when um, Sinjin goes home, it's like, oh, my God, you got so fat when, um, was it Andre went home? It was like, you got fat, and then it's like, um, they're sitting there in therapy, and (laughs) And Osweilu goes, I really liked her at first because she was bigger. And in Samoa, that if a uh, American is bigger, that means they're taken care of.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, what I found interesting was that he referenced, um, you know, the man is the brain and the woman is the neck or something. And it mm-hmm. kind of just flashed me back over to when Andre had that same statement. So Osweilu, I don't think Osweilu understands therapy at all, though. I, I, I think well, that yeah. he realizes that. I think he realizes that, you know, Kalani says, this is this is my last uh my last straw. And if mm-hmm. we don't do this, then that's gonna be it. There's gonna be no more marriage. So he's really just he's doing it because of the marriage. He wants they to stay together. I mm-hmm. think Aswelu is he means well. Like you like you said, he just he's very childlike, he's yeah. immature. And a lot of people are saying that he's he might be on the spectrum.
0: Yeah, and you know, I I'm not um Obviously I'm not like a professional, I'm not a doctor or a therapist or anything. So I don't want to like speculate too much, but there definitely is a difference between the maturity that Kalani is operating on and where he is operating. And it, it's just, it's very different.
1: <laughs> I just don't see what she sees in him. Me neither. I I don't.
0: And, you know, and it's so funny because I hear on other podcasts, like, oh, we loved Osweilu, like, in the beginning, and he did get a really good edit. I don't know if they're, (laughs) they're kind of, like, capitalizing on all of, like, the infantile stuff he does, but... Mm -hmm. The staying in the room to play video games while they're setting up for his son's birthday party to calling her a fucking bitch. He says that he doesn't want her to say that his family's annoying and then he calls her annoying. It's like, this is stuff like elementary school kids, like, know your butt head type thing.
1: Yeah. 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 I think it's, like you said, it's all culture clash to him. I think it's just the level of communication. They they do sweep a lot of things under the rug and mm-hmm. partly because he doesn't know how to express his feelings, you know, and that's the reason why he wanted a Samoan translator, which. So I know you, I want to talk about this, but I know you got a viewer's confession regarding Kalani. Okay. Well, this viewer's confession, uh, this person, this individual states, I'm so over everyone saying how wonderful and strong Kalani is. She got knocked up not once, but twice by this moron. And she continues to stay with him sorry not sorry you know it's that's harsh
0: but fair i think um i think uh oliver is the oldest right Mm -hmm. i think i think we could say you know bang trip you left with a little souvenir okay moving on but she didn't learn her lesson and she she has said that she thought that he would be different in the United States. I yeah, guess she just I, didn't really learn that you're, you're not going to change a person.
1: No, <laughs> right. I think that she, yeah, exactly. She thought that she was going to be able to change him and to mold him into a man. But unfortunately, you know, um, like he says, condoms are for slut people. And I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that is
1: definitely what happened. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm just e. I'm just eagerly awaiting for the next episode where they show. Oh Lo yeah, and, and the family getting together. I'll have Hopefully my popcorn ready. Oh yeah, this is God, gonna be I'm so, so good. So good. I wonder. I wonder if he's finally going to set the you know them straight. I mean, a lot of people are saying Lo is really all talk. He's bark, no bite. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, I think it'll be interesting to see, like a native Samoan not just someone of Samoan descent but like he's from Samoa talking to someone from Samoa so like he gets it he gets where she's coming from so he I'm I cannot wait it's gonna be so good (laughs) let's uh, I I, it's almost like cringy to even talk about Paul and Creaney at this point I'm so uncomfortable watching it just because Kalani, or Kalani, Kalani looks so miserable.
1: And it looks like she's aged 10 years uh, since being in America. You know, she's Somewhat- not, she hasn't smiled once. She's mm-hmm. Like you said, she's miserable all the time.
0: And, you know, a lot of people criticize her for like, you know, they live in mess. Like every place they've ever lived has been com- completely, like, looks like hoarders. Right. But I think she's definitely suffering from either postpartum depression or some form of a depression, and that kills any motivation you have. Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it really does. And, you know, it...
1: And a lot of women who have postpartum, they don't even realize it. Yeah. Family, coming to a shit show... Mm -hmm. living with Paul and she's just I feel I feel bad for her but you know a lot of people are saying that she's also lazy she you know she should be able to to motivate herself and get out of the house Mm -hmm. and and who's gonna watch the baby you know you're really gonna leave the baby with Paul but absolutely not yeah is he a good father I I can't say yes and I can't say no we
0: haven't really seen him parent Pieri. Um, he just, he makes all these claims on social media of all these things he's bought. Um, but the, there's absolutely no stability in that relationship and that family. Um, Paul's parents don't even want to be around them, which mm-hmm. I think is very telling to the, the Paul's character and his personality. Mm-hmm. And, I support, I totally support Karini traveling back to Brazil. She could not care less about living in the United States. You know, Paul's like, oh, I brought her to a grocery store to impress her. I brought her to, I brought her some plantains. I brought her to a poop treatment facility.
1: Oh my God. What a joke. What a joke this guy is. I mean, what's next? He's going to take her to the town dump and then what, to a guided tour of the the sewer system and all of, all of all
0: of these things that? were to, to sh- shit on brazil for lack of a better word to say like look at look at how we do things here and how poorly you did things there you should like you know the united states and creeny's like we have grocery stores <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> smell you know
1: <laughs> it was hor- why would he take his family to on a tour of the sewage? Is it? It was it like a sewage plant or some shit like that? Yeah, it
0: was a water treatment facility. Oh, water
1: and, treatment. That's right.
0: And I have a strong feeling that this place doesn't typically give tours. Like it's not like a attraction. I think the producers <laughs> and, called these people up and were like, "Hey, we have this idea."
1: <laughs> I mean, to to bring the baby there and to smell all those chemicals, it was like. If That's my husband, yeah, if my husband
0: pulled up at a place where there was poo poo with my mm-hmm. child, I would be like, no way. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that if- just borderline goes with the same amount of grossness as Angela sticking her claws in Michael's mouth. I mean, because
0: <laughs> you know her fingers tasted like cigarettes.
1: <laughs> Marlboro flavor along with some feces. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, what the hell was he thinking? Do you think that, I mean, I know that he said that, hey, you know, bringing Pierre and Karina to this this place, I might be able to get a job. I mean, did he really think the guy would be like, wow, this dude (laughs) loves shit? He's hired. He knows all about it. Like, what if Paul is completely clueless?
0: What did Karini say? She was like, if Paul loves pipes and water so much, why doesn't he become a plumber or something like that? <laughs> she
1: she him hates him.
0: Dummy. Oh, she hates him. She totally hates him. And it, it's really sad. Um, you know, most of it is comical, you know, like seeing her call him a dummy and stuff like that. But then there's this really dark element that makes it hard to watch since we know now playing out currently on social media, she's accused him of domestic violence, of sexual assault, of a bunch of really horrible things. And Paul's apparently in Brazil. Um, He claims she's in Indiana. Um,
1: It's all really sad how and is he, how is he getting all this uh all these funds to travel back and forth to brazil to keep his two dogs in a kennel while they're away to mm-hmm. pay for two spots you know this is not something an average person who calls up his mom to the pet code just so she can pay for a bag of dog food to to have you know so it's interesting to me I mean is he using uh, the money from filming to to possibly to pay for all this?
0: that probably cameo um you know he has for all the the bitching that he does about not being able to find a job hey the reality is in the United States it is hard for people with a criminal record you get gainful employment it is difficult but he has a unique platform where he can start a youtube channel he he's semi-famous and he could parlay that into something that could make money
1: right i agree he is he using that to his advantage i mean i i do see that he's you know posting cameo specials and
0: whatnot
1: Mm -hmm. so i guess he's trying But Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not, he's not trying his, his hardest. No, (laughs) he's not trying his hardest to get himself a job and to get his ass out and and work. It seems like he just wants to be around Karini and Pierre the whole entire time just to have that control over her. Mm -hmm. I mean, as if putting up all these cameras isn't enough already.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think him getting a job, like a nine to five job would loosen the reins he has. And he's not willing to do that.
1: Right. I know that, you know, from being in quarantine, uh, not quarantine, I'm sorry, from from this COVID thing and being stuck at home, I know my husband and I have been home a lot together. And I know a lot of people feel this way about their spouses being with each other all the time. It's, you know, it, it's healthy to, to get a break from each other. And we miss mm-hmm. that, you know, that going to work and not seeing each other for eight hours and coming back and saying, Oh, I miss you. You know, right. I, I do like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just,
0: you know, we kind of are in one place, obviously, when this was filmed, watching it on the show, but then we kind of time jump in real life because we know that their their relationship has completely crumbled. So I guess we'll see how this plays
1: out. I'm, I'm excited for her to go back to Brazil just to re-energize her soul and to to get love from her family back so i'm looking forward to seeing her back in her hometown and she might not she might not come back
0: and i you know i don't think anyone could blame her exactly (laughs) all right let's i wouldn't come
1: back either Let's talk, the, let's talk about the braai, the bride, the uh, oh, the barbecue that looked amazingly delicious from You know the life
0: barbecue's life. good when you're in the middle of a fight but you come back <laughs> to get your plate. <laughs> you know, know it's good.
1: Yeah, it's I don't know what was <laughs> worse seeing Tanya eat barbecue in a bed with white sheets or seeing Sinjin with his dirty ass Feet. I mean, Jen and the podcast family would call it peasant feet, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that Stingin doesn't like to wear shoes, so <laughs> oh, what do we
1: expect? God. I would be like, do not get near any, get near these white sheets at all with your gross yeah. feet. I mean, it they were pretty bad.
0: Yeah. My my take is. Sinjin has no direction. So that's fair. Tanya is completely fair in saying that, but she doesn't either. (laughs) They're two directionless people. She's just more of a control freak. She has ideas of things she wants. Like she wants a family. She wants a career. She wants to Mm -hmm. be
1: an activist,
0: but she doesn't, she has no plans to execute.
1: Exactly. I mean, she says she's a free spirit. Like she's just like, how do you think I met you by staying home? I'm a free spirit, but she's far from being a, a free no, spirit. I mean, yeah. If she was a free spirit, she would be moving to South Africa with Sinden and yeah. letting like the natural progression of life and the relationship take place, right? Right. But I mean, this girl couldn't even get her she shed together. So they're just complete opposite.
0: And I know, like, I, you know, I really think that Tanya Got a horrible edit the first time around. Like, I really did not like her on their original season. I don't
1: think anybody did.
0: But, and so, but I'm starting to see like, Sinjin really is like a fuckboy. Like, he's just a good time guy. And we all love his friends. His friends are hysterical. But there's no one in Sinjin's life besides Tanya that's pushing him to do anything, but be a bartender and break chairs and do all that. Right. And, you know, and it was, um, it was really telling to me, I think at the winery when they were having that argument, uh, well at the bride, they had the argument and then they're talking about it at the winery. They're talking about, Tanya, we really saw who you are. And I was really hurt by what you said. And it was nothing about like, hey, Sinjin, Tanya has some good points here. You know, it's almost like they they let Sinjin get away with a lot.
1: Right. I liked how his mom was kind of justifying his laziness and his alcoholism. Right. She was just like, that's just the way it is. It's normal.
0: Mhm what i did like though is that when they go out to uh drinks with his friends his one friend the one that looks like sherlock holmes <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. goes hey tanya don't rewrite history you know this is the guy that you met you knew all of this going in yeah,
1: you know chose and i to ignore the red flags.
0: exactly exactly Um, And I also found it interesting that literally the crux of their storyline this season is that Sinjin is a partier, heavy drinker, maybe he has a drinking problem, but every activity that they go to is some alcohol-infused outing, like the winery. They're going out for drinks. They're not like, I don't know. (laughs) I just, I found that very interesting.
1: It is very interesting. And um, when I... I'm married to a full-on Russian man and, and family. A native. He's a native Russian. So he came to the States when he was 11. So he speaks full-on Russian. His family is the same way. I mean, his grandma is in her late 80s, and she pounds down shots. Like, like I- I'm, I'm surprised she could beat a lot of grown men pounding down like Remy Martin Hennessy cognac shots. So it's pretty normal in Russian culture to just sit down and have drinks you know, and I'm not sure what the um, alcoholism, if there's a lot of problems, um, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem to be an issue, you know, uh, for, for my husband. He likes that. I mean, he's, he's not an alcoholic, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I know that when his family gets together, they tend to drink a lot. It's- oh, so
0: we went to mm-hmm. a, my friend from high school got married to a Russian woman who's le- like your husband. She's from Russia. He's Polish. I have never been so drunk in my life. <laughs> Pretty sure we conceived our daughter that night. Um, there was straight up a bottle of vodka just on our
1: table. <laughs> I know. Just like it's crazy. <laughs> On my wedding day, uh- my mother-in-law my russian mother-in-law brings me you know i mean you know during when you get married you don't have time to eat you don't have time right. to yeah. you know, do anything so she brings me like this this like cup of remy martin and she with a straw and she's like here you go just drink it you'll feel better <laughs> <laughs> like my stomach is empty i don't know if i probably will puke all over the place after finishing all this but you know that's i think culturally it's a norm in a lot mm-hmm. of cultures to to just have drinks whenever and 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 it's just a way to bond with your family I assume Mm -hmm. but I completely get what you're saying if if you're having problems drinking and and Tanya obviously points out that you know Sinjin has a problem and she's seeing that every time they go out they're drinking so she's seeing where the root of the problem is if it's really a problem do you think it's a problem for Sinjin to have a drink he seems like he's
0: I, I think that it's played up by production for sure. Um, but she has even mentioned that she likes to drink
1: too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and, and that's just going back to um, Tanya pushing Xinjin for, you know, for a better future. Which is I can understand where she's coming from. But at the same time, the girl was out 30 days from their 90 days of the the K1 visa. Right. Know, out partying and drinking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Crazy. I think that just ever since Tanya said that he wasn't her soulmate, I think that that statement alone changed a lot for Sinjin. For from sure. There on, from there on out, I think that he just changed after that. I saw a yeah. complete change in him.
0: Yeah. Um. I. I think at the end of the day, <laughs> I think she wants to settle down and be a grown up and he doesn't. And I just don't see this relationship working out. There's, I I don't see where they go from here.
1: Exactly. I mean, as Swayalu and Stingin, they would make a great pair. You know, they would get (laughs) along just fine. (laughs) They have a lot of commonalities.
0: Yeah. So one storyline, I just can't stand family Libby's storyline anymore, mostly because we know so much about her family's sketchiness now, like with our, the interview we did with uh, their their tenant, um, to the DUIs, the drug charges that they've had. Chuck was arrested for not paying child support. The fact that they're harping on Andre's p- potential sketchy past is so obnoxious to watch
1: (laughs) right they're ridiculous it's like they they act like they're perfect with no past and no skeletons in a closet you know damn well they had a pretty pretty extensive past so i mean it's it's bullshit of them to constantly jab andre with with his yeah what's what happened to you what happened to you and it's like and it it turns out to be a positive thing that happened i mean it's according to what happened and they're still i don't believe it i don't believe everything that he's saying you know so they're still looking for for things to stop the second marriage (laughs) and
0: and on that note there's this kind of will they won't they with the second wedding which i feel like libby fails to realize they're already married
1: Right. it's ridiculous. So you don't have, have this, kid.
0: right. You don't
1: have this party, but you're still married. <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, if my husband said, Hey, we're going to go get married again. And, you know, I'd be like, Oh, Hey, you know, second marriage, second party. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and then if he says like, Oh, we're, you know, we're not going to get threatening him for not marrying a second time. It's just so stupid. I. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's pretty clear online that Andre does get along much better with their family than it seems like on the show. So I just, I call bullshit on this whole storyline. The one thing is, is it's nice to see Moldova. Andre's parents are mm-hmm. so adorable. Um, but, and, and you know, what's funny to me is that every time, like, uh, Jen, especially she goes on on Instagram a lot to try to justify their portrayal. Right. But then the next the next episode, they're saying something even more ridiculous than
1: the last episode. <laughs> there was a comment on uh, a <clears throat> on my page. Somebody said something hilarious. They said, "Karma, karma will come to this family, and a peasant shall lead it." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect from this family, though? They, they've they never traveled outside of the U.S., and with their history, they barely got their passports. I'm sure.
0: And let me tell you, okay, so we've both lived in New York. I'm from Los Angeles. Now I live in Orlando. This is... Some different kinds of people here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Floridians, yeah. no shade, no shade to my Floridians, but um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an, ex- I mean, it's they, an experience. They, they, you know,
1: people say that Florida is the butt crack of the U.S. So, <laughs> you
0: know, I mean, this the last uh, week or so, we've had like a hundred percent humidity. It has felt like the butt crack for sure. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where Brittany lives uh, but maybe that's why they all have such good skin like Libby does have good skin Brittany has good skin
1: Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah anyways I mean when Andre uh, explained to Libby that the reason why he left Ireland and she just seemed so confused and and did it did, did Andre state that he did disclose all this information to her in the beginning because later on he said that you know I didn't want to tell her everything because I didn't want to lose her I feel like you would have had to who
0: who gets married not knowing anything about their partner's past I mean I guess people do but how, how did you not talk about this before and honestly un- unless you like committed a crime or like did something like really terrible who cares why you left I really feel like he left because yeah, it was corrupt. He was only making a couple hundred dollars a month and his friend was like, let's go to Ireland. And he was like, yeah, I'm like 22, let's do it or whatever. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. I just, I-, I found, I found it interesting. Um, I did some research on Mo- in Moldova and, and the police corrupt corruption in Moldova. And it says that um, Moldova's police agencies, are seen as among the most corrupt and least accountable in the country and in an article that i read it said that just this week alone the two there was two police officers that were arrested um, after a man told authorities that they requested a bribe during a traffic stop oh. i think they asked the guy for like a ridiculous amount like 300 euros or something you know just just to let him let him off because honestly had like a, an infraction with his driver's license or something
0: if I, if I'm a cop and I'm making, and I'm in a country where I'm making $200 a month and I pull someone over for speeding mm-hmm. and they say, Hey, will a hundred dollars make this go away? It sure will. It sure will make that go away. <laughs> you know, if, I guess this is why I'm not a cop.
1: <laughs> make I mean, it double. I'll, I'll I'll do this fast. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah,
0: so, I mean, as long as it's not, like, a, you know, a murder or something like that, like, a traffic ticket, nah, pay me off. (laughs) I can be bought.
1: (laughs) A lot of countries are like that. I went to Mexico in a a very rural part of Mexico, and uh, we got pulled over, and we did actually give the cop who pulled us over a bribe, and it was, it wasn't even money. I think it was just some food or something at that point, you know, so... I mean, it works for some, for some places.
0: Yep. Yeah. Oh, you guys, Angela and Michael, we finally, <laughs> oh, we my finally God. got our wedding or we're about to get our wedding.
1: <laughs> Jeez. Michael is just like, finally, after all this time, putting up with this woman's BS and having her stick her dirty, nasty claws in my mouth, <laughs> COVID, he was sure to catch something that day
0: he was so excited he could fart
1: and he did (laughs) you know Angela Dutch in that yeah Yeah. oh for sure (laughs)
0: so so Angela she kind of he's and haws throughout this whole thing like maybe I won't marry him maybe I will I love him but it's like she, she brings up these points while she's getting ready. Like, what if we get married and he still can't come to the United States? What if he doesn't like living with my grandkids? All these things. And it was like, you had to have thought about that before, right? Like, you're not just thinking about that right now,
1: right? <laughs> she's nuts. I mean, the amount of insecurities this woman has is, is astounding. You know, it's like, how do you expect to keep Michael from looking at other women, period?
0: Okay, so you go to a strip club for your joint bachelorette party, bachelor bachelorette. It wasn't like he's like cold stared, like zoomed in on her, you know, booty, or made a side comment to his friends or anything. He, there was a shaking butt, and he saw it. <laughs>
1: That's all he's guilty of. I know. I. I would have looked, you know, I, w- I would have looked and... How can you not? Whatever. exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's like going to a strip club and saying, you can't look at the strippers. It's like yeah. going to a candy store and saying, you can't have any sweets. Right. It's so it's totally like, if stupid. you wanted
0: to do a, maybe, she, I don't know if it, they didn't really make it clear. So maybe she didn't know where they were going. Maybe she thought they were going like out to dinner or something, but that's kind of like the thing mm-hmm. that people do with bachelor party and she's all hyped on having an american wedding mm-hmm. so that's a pretty american thing to do for a bachelor party
1: <laughs> it's like if you don't trust the guy why are you marrying him it's clear that she doesn't trust him and she's got oh, a trust yeah. issue it's like yeah you're marrying him because nobody in the states would put up with your controlling jealous yeah nonsense yeah Would
0: Michael go to a penis place with her?
1: (laughs) I think he would.
0: I think he would. I think he'd be a good sport. He'd let her have her thing. I don't know what a penis place is. It's it's like a male strip club? or Are we going to an adult toy store?
1: (laughs) I assume, I assume, you know, penis. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, that just my mind just, I just led me to Colt's dick pics. I don't know I mean, they were all wearing...
0: They were all wearing penis headbands. Was that not good enough, Angela? You had representation there. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, she, she obviously took a piss and claimed Michael, but as soon as she got in there, you know, it's like, she's yeah. ridiculous. She's way too controlling, way too jealous. I think Michael can do a lot, lot better. Yeah. How do
0: you get married and not pack nude or white undergarments?
1: Right. I was going to say, or, or have the lady that, that fitted you for your dress recommended you the right bra for it.
0: Cause, cause you know, being larger myself and I have larger assets up top, going braless is not really something that you can do all the time. Mm-hmm. So you got to plan ahead.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. I, she did look really, really stressed out. And um, Oh, God, I thought she was going to have a panic attack getting ready. She, she was screaming and yelling at everybody. I mean, and I felt bad for Jojo. And she was just like, go get me this and fix my crown. Oh. She's been like, I'm out of here. I will, I, here say,
0: <laughs> I will say that given looks that we've seen from Angela, I thought she looked pretty decent Mm -hmm. on her wedding day, save for the bouquet, which was hideous. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Those are definitely fake flowers. Oh,
0: right. Because I was like, I was just thinking back to my wedding and I was like, there's no way my bouquet would have, like they like refrigerated it, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's no way it would have traveled in just like a (laughs) gift bag.
1: With some oh, tissue paper, no way, like no I was way. A teddy bear.
0: <laughs> but I will say that it was a sweet um, way to incorporate her family that couldn't be there. I thought mm-hmm. that was really sweet. And if she, and the most important thing is that we can all think that it was ugly objectively it was ugly but if she likes it and she and if she felt beautiful that's the most important thing <laughs> right if she had a
1: connection with it and if it tied and made her closer to her family you know that was yeah uh, nobody else you know nobody's um thought cares you know well, yeah sorry about that nobody cares
0: right like uh, you know uh, planning my own wedding if someone people would try to give me advice all the time one of the colors in my wedding was gold I really love gold um my mom was trying to steer me clear of using gold and I I didn't use it a lot but I was like I don't care if you guys think I'm the tackiest bitch out there I'm having (laughs) some gold
1: (laughs) you would look good in gold
0: my, uh, my maid of honors, my sister-in-law wore a gold sequin, like floor length dress and she looked Ooh. awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You looked beautiful.
0: Thank you. Dress. And I love
1: so, that, um, flower, flower head bow that you were wearing. It's beautiful. Oh,
0: it's so funny that popped up. I have like the time hop app on my, uh, phone. So if, uh, for every, anyone listening, I posted a, one of our engagement photos, And my florist for our wedding had made me a flower crown, and I was like, Oh my god, I look like Carol Baskin. (laughs)
1: No, you look beautiful. That was it, was (laughs) it, was fresh flowers, right? I assume, yeah, Mm -hmm. wow, which
0: had to be refrigerated and did not last long because we took our engagement pictures in July, and it was very hot and it was windy and um they wilted very quickly so another oh, reason why there is no way those were real
1: flowers i mean as as a flower crown i'd say hey hey if it was fake you know so be it it's a flower crown right yeah i mean now
0: just, i've seen oh. people do beautiful things with fake flowers for weddings cuz flowers are so outrageously expensive and mm-hmm. it's one of the things that can really cripple a wedding budget But, so I get why people would want to use fake flowers instead, but these were just, I think, you know, what did it in for me was the jewels.
1: Mm, Yeah, I just,
0: that just was a little bit too much for me.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. The jewels, the the beads or something that was inside of the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But those were, you know, the birthstones. So.
0: Right. For her, uh, luckily with all the kids she has, Three of them were born in one month, three in another month, the rest in another month. So she didn't have to have like this crazy color palette, at right.
1: least. Right. <laughs> A viewer sent in their confession here. Mm-hmm. They say, I can't stand Angela abusing Michael anymore. She is straight up emotionally Slash mentally abusing that poor guy. He's scared of his own shadow and constantly blames himself for every single stupid thing she gets mad about. It's excruciating watching them, watching her emasculate him and beat him down. She is not a strong American woman. She's a pathetic, jealous, insecure little girl. I have to agree with that viewer's
0: confession. Um, Michael apologizes for things he hasn't even done. Like he... apologize for having
1: eyeballs at the strip club i can i apologize taken on a lot more than than i think that he understands and he's aware about i i don't think that he's fully aware of the life that he's going to be um, placed into once he gets to america Mm -hmm. i think do i think that he loves angela i mean you have to love a person to to deal with their bullshit the way you think dealing with them but is he really wanting to come to America I think so too
0: yes I think his goal is to come to America but I also think he really loves her and that boggles my mind
1: <laughs> I know I, I just like make it make sense
0: yeah oh we'll catch up uh I have heard rumblings online I'm not sure how true this is that she might be getting a spinoff.
1: Mm, okay. We
0: shall see. <laughs> I'm
1: excited to see the next episode as well. I know that they showed um, them with the vowels and Mm -hmm. repeat after me. And then the part where it says promise to obey, (laughs) obey. She's like, wait, what (laughs) I'm done.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, Hey everyone. Thank you for tuning in as always follow us on Instagram at 90 days on fire podcast. From there, you can follow us each individually. Make sure wherever you're listening to podcasts, uh, you leave a review, like subscribe and tell your friends and family about us. Have a good one. See you later.